Welcome to Dockside, the podcast that helps you save and enjoy the waters you love by sharing clean and safe boating practices. I'm your host, Diana Fu. In today's episode, we will meet local harbor masters Alicia Coons, Eric Chu, and Andrew Rayberg, and talk about what it takes to manage a successful marina in the San Francisco Bay, Sacramento San Joaquin Delta, and beyond. Right. Well, thank you, um, the three of you, for joining me today on our first episode of Dockside. I would love to just go ahead and get started with some introductory questions or just introductions in general so that the folks listening can get a sense of who's here. Um, Eric, why don't we go with you first and then we can go around the room. We'll go Andrew and Alicia. Sure. Uh, my name is Eric Chu. I'm with uh, Delta Bay Marina. Uh, we have 120 boat slips and we're located in the uh, California Delta on the San Joaquin River. This is uh, Andrew Rayberg. I am the harbor master for Brisbane Marina. Uh, we are in San Francisco Bay, about seven nautical miles south of the Bay Bridge in between San Francisco and South San Francisco. Uh, we have 580 slips here in our marina with approximately 87% occupied at the time. And um, probably about the first marina you're going to come across heading south into the south bay of the San Francisco area along the peninsula. My name is Alicia Kuntz. I'm the marina manager at Essex Marina City Club. We are in Basin E of Marina Del Rey uh, in the back basin in beautiful Los Angeles. And we have 303 slips and we're at about 92% occupancy. Wonderful. Thank you so much for those introductions for our listeners. I actually wanted to dive a little bit deeper into how each of you came to this profession of being a harbor master or marina manager. Um, you know, it's not usually a job that a, a kid grows up thinking, yeah, um, I want to grow up and manage a marina. Um, why don't we go around the room and each of you can just talk a little bit about how you came to this profession. Let's go Alicia, Andrew, and Eric. So funny enough, I got my start in the marina industry through Craigslist. Um, <laughs> I was working in restaurants and bars for many years and just needed a change. And I started looking for just basic office jobs and saw a customer service rep was needed at a busy marina office. I thought, that sounds cool. I like boats. I like water. Great. So got the job, got promoted to office manager in about six months, and several years later, I came over to the marina where I'm at currently to run the property here and also oversee the dock renovation project. Um, and since then, we've done six total construction projects on the property, which has been uh, fun to deal with. Um, <laughs> lots of challenges, but worth it. And I've been here at this property nine years now, 15 total in this harbor. And I grew up actually in uh, north of Seattle. So I was in the Northwest all of my childhood, spent every moment possible on the water, riding ferries, going on friends' boats, the best way to have a boat. 
and just had lots of interactions with orcas and um, all the sea life in the Puget Sound. Just uh, every every holiday I could, I was going to Friday Harbor and going to the San Juans. So that's really my my background is up in the Northwest. I lived in the Bay Area for a long time as well, um, but now I've been, been in LA and surprisingly, LA has so much marine life outside. It's pretty shocking. We have a city of 10 million people and the times that I've seen blue whales off the coast of Redondo or a humpback breach on my way to Catalina or just the other day seeing whales off of Santa Monica Beach just sitting on the beach and there are a bunch right there. It's it's pretty astounding. I love it. Well, I actually started uh, with a Craigslist ad myself um, back in 2011. But prior to that, uh, I had figured out back in my teenage years that becoming a harbor master was my ideal um, career that I wanted to work towards. Uh, I've loved being around boats, water, and people uh, since I was a little kid. I've been an avid boater since I was six years old, um, starting my own boat ownership at the young age of 15. But um, yeah, upon responding to the ad in 2011, I was hired on with a private marina back in the San Joaquin Delta as well, um, not too far from Mike's Marina there, and uh, was there for approximately eight years uh, before I transferred out to Brisbane Marina uh, to a municipality. And I've been here for approximately two and a half years. Um, my relation with boating is I'm avidly in the Delta as well as here in the Bay. I've done everything from uh, small dinghy racing to the uh, Big Daddy Classic here in the Bay Area as well on sailboats, uh, poker runs and uh, water skiing, wakeboarding, tubing, all the fun water sports activities that I can possibly get my hands on. Um, so overall been in the harbor management uh, for coming up on 11 years now. So I'm probably the only one that didn't get a job through Craigslist. So, uh, you know, I, I uh, got this job because our family um, operate a resort here in the Delta. And, uh, you know, we, we have a my father's actually, uh, you know, was engineer at a, a pretty large port in Taiwan. So I'm kind of like, you know, we kind of had a history of, you know, working at marinas. But before this, I was uh, working real estate and you know, the, the previous marina manager left. So I took over the harbor master position and uh, I'm a recreational sailor. Um, I've always, uh, you know, like tinkering with things. Uh, we have a small electric uh, fleet that we rent out. So we've been working on that. That's kind of a fun project. And, uh, you know, uh, working here at the marina, it's always a challenge every day. Um, I have a background as an engineer. So, you know, maintaining things on the water is not necessarily easy. So it's just, you know, always a challenge every day. So, and, you know, being, being here on the San Joaquin, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, San, uh, Sacramento Delta has been great. You know, it's like the, the view here is great. Uh, people it's a, you know, it's a, we're kind of between two large population centers, Sacramento and the Bay area. So we got a lot of tourists that come in. So every day it's always been, a fun job kind of working with the tourists and kind of playing tour guide. 
<laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you all three of you for just interesting answers on how you each came to become a harbor master or marina manager. I think it's really funny that um, two out of three of you actually came to this profession through Craigslist. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our tips over at California State Parks. Did you know that California State Parks, Division of Boating Waterways, have life jacket loan stations throughout the state of California where you and your family can borrow a life jacket for free? To find a life jacket loan station near you, visit BoatCalifornia.com. And remember to take a safe boating course and get your California Boater Card. For more information, visit www.CaliforniaBoaterCard.com. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. And we're back with our guests today, Alicia Coons, Eric Chu, and Andrew Rayberg. I wanted to move forward into some questions just about, you know, a typical day in the life of a marina manager. So I'm going to go around the room. Um, let's go Eric, Alicia, Andrew. What does your typical day in the life of a marina manager look like? Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, for me, uh, being a marina manager has been mostly been kind of dealing with both a uh, combination of customer service, um, kind of understanding the environmental regulations, as well as a lot of uh, dock maintenance. Uh, so it's maybe not as exciting as people think it is, at least, you know, from, you know, we do a lot of work here on the docks ourselves. Um, and uh, there's, there's always, you know, customers that come in that have unique needs that we, we try to help with, um, as well as the, you know, always uh, trying to maintain best practices as far as like, you know, being compliance with environmental regulations. I often joke that my job consists of property management, customer service, and babysitting adults. Um, <laughs> this uh, it really requires a lot of skills um, that are just so different from day to day and from, you know, keeping your budget and your expenses on point to fostering good relationships with your boaters, government agencies, the local sheriffs, um, the Bay Foundation, little shout out, um, advertising, sales, maintenance, emergency response. You just kind of wear a lot of different hats. Um, and I've worked at an old marina with old docks and a new renovated marina. And there's varying degrees of, of maintenance that go along with both. Um, a lot of preventative maintenance for newer and a lot of sort of reactionary maintenance <laughs> for older docks. So it really depends on that. Um, but yeah, you just always have to be prepared for the next thing to go wrong. Well, I'd like to say that we have our uh, usual routines, but uh, I think the only thing that's constant is change. And with that said, it's uh, very much like um, she said that we wear many hats. It's not just the boats we deal with, but we're also in the business of electrical, plumbing, janitorial, parking, customer service, uh, responding to emergencies and um, anything else that happens to crop up during the day. Um, but on top of all that, still maintaining our budgets and looking forward to how we can maintain and improve our facilities to keep them clean, safe, and enjoyable for our boaters to come out and relax because that's the ultimate enjoyment is for them to come out and enjoy the facility for what it is and 
uh, foreboding being more of a discretionary type income uh, for many people. They don't want to come out here and step around stuff or have to worry about hazards. They want to come in and relax and let go of all their stressors from a normal day. So um, trying to make it a Disneyland ready type uh, facility is the uh, best way I can put it. Um, but, you know, it just takes a, a multitude of different tasks each day. And that can vary from mild to wild from you know, each day. So. Wow. Well, it seems like the three of you have your hands full. Um, and, and the three of you actually kind of alluded to this a little bit, but my next question for you all is, um, what are some major challenges to managing Marina? And I'm going to go to Andrew first with that question, and then we'll go Eric and Alicia. So I think some of our uh, major challenges, and it kind of touches back with what I just mentioned, was uh, keeping our docks clean, safe, and um, enjoyable for our, our marina tenants. Um, and in trying to keep the docks clean and safe, it's really making sure that we're out on the docks regularly. And a big part of being out on the docks is getting to talk to our clients and hearing what their concerns are or their points of view of how things uh, could potentially be improved or their point of view of seeing things from their eyes. Uh, because a lot of times I'm just one person with a small maintenance crew and we can't be everywhere at one time. So uh, we do rely heavily upon our customers to help kind of point out things that need attention that maybe we haven't been able to get to or see, um, such as when storms or wind events come along, making sure power cords aren't draping through the water, uh, dock lines aren't coming loose, cleats aren't breaking, you know, breaking free uh, from the wind loads, et cetera. So it's just, these are some of the major concerns I have with trying to keep the client's assets uh, safe and secure. Um, I, I think, you know, a lot of the challenges are really maintaining uh, security in the marina, uh, making sure that, you know, a lot of the, when the boaters aren't here, that their boats are safe, um, as well as dealing with some of the unexpected issues that come up. Um, even though we're inland marina, uh, storms are also a fairly frequent occurrence. Um, we had storms where, you know, where it literally took the roof off some of our berth. So, you know, we need to make sure that, you know, we're prepared for these storms. Um, also, you know, there's uh, being a, a, a facility on the water, there's quite a bit of, you know, tidal changes. Um, we don't have to all the problems that maybe the coastal marinas have, but still, you know, wind events, um, tidal events, these things, these are things that we really have to be on top of um, to make sure that, you know, the boats are protected. Um, there's also a lot of, you know, new regulations that come up, you know, it's our job to make sure that we're on top of these regulations as they come up and be aware of what's going on. So, and as well as educating the general bullying public about these new regulations. So that's, you know, part of our job. Well, Andrew and Eric nailed all of the uh, <laughs> all of the maintenance challenges. Um, so I I will actually talk about more of the communication with all of the different agencies and all the different boater personalities. It's so important to be clear and direct and concise with your information that you're getting to people. Um, and a lot of boaters will come to you as a resource for so many different things. And so making sure that you're giving 
accurate, updated information is always a, a, you know, it's information gathering, it's double checking sources and making sure that you're sending out accurate information to them um, so that, you know, they're able to make better decisions um, for themselves and, and for their vessels. Um, and just communicating with vendors also is huge, both the third-party vendors that work on boats and the vendors that do maintenance for us at the marina. Well, thank you all for your insightful answers. Um, Alicia, I loved that you touched upon communications. Um, it kind of goes right into my next question, which is really about environmental and boating safety practices. Um, I wanted to ask the three of you, how does your marina integrate uh, environmental and boating safety practices and resources into its services. So does your specific marina offer any pollution prevention services? So uh, examples I'm thinking of are pump out stations and dump stations. Um, you know, do each of your marinas offer any type of oil spill responses and et cetera? Um, we do. We have a, a public uh, pump out station. Uh, we have a a free a life jacket loaner station, um, and then a, um, a fishing line recycling station as well. Um, we, you know, have some, we have a marina rules on, you know, boat cleaning, oil storage, as well as making sure that the boaters have insurance that covers any environmental impacts, such as oil spills. Um, we've had a few incidents here, um, you know, on, uh, with, you know, sinking boats. So we've become much more aware of the issue and, you know, um, are working with our boaters to uh, making sure that they're covered, you know, for any cleanup cost um, in case the, in, these incidents happen, particularly with older boats. Um, we try to work with the boaters here to make, make sure that they understand that they're, they have an impact on the environment. Um, you know, we're in the, uh, California Delta and here it's, you know, this is also a major source of drinking water, you know, for a, a, a large part of the state. So as well as being a, you know, sort of a natural, uh, nature preserve. So we try to make sure that people understand that, you know, there's impact on, the environment on the fish and you know on the local wildlife you know in in terms of their actions and we do our best to uh, preserve nature and you know try to contribute what we can to uh, protecting the environment so we have a public pump out uh, that anyone in the harbor can use 24 7 at our e2800 dock right next to killer shrimp um, so that is available for anyone in the harbor to use um, we do education programs through uh, the Dock Walker program. I'm a certified Dock Walker. Um, so I did do some of those trainings last year to small groups. Um, and as, as I go introduce people, new boaters come in and we do that. Um, we do oil spill response training. My staff and I do that uh, every time that it's available in Southern California. And we always have our booms and, and bilge pads and all of that ready. Um, I keep a close eye on all of the updates with the sheriffs and the fire department and the Coast Guard. I love that the Coasties have started to communicate more with the marina managers in Marina Del Rey. They've actually come to us several times in the past couple of years to identify potential hazardous boats. Um, so that's been really helpful to have them come out and, and work with us closer. 
So to get out the environmental and safety practices, a lot of times um, we do actually do a monthly newsletter that we send out to all of our uh, current clients and anybody who actually subscribes to our newsletter uh, in the surrounding areas. And generally in that area, I kind of take the time to uh, express any concerns, especially dealing with um, you know, upcoming storms or path storms or items I've seen on the docks frequently that need to be corrected in order to keep the docks and the water uh, clean and safe. In addition to that, uh, we do also partner with the dock walking programs, in which case um, a lot of times because of our promenade along our uh, dock headwalks, uh, they set up tents there and catch all of our boaters or even interested uh, public that goes by and helps educate them on clean boating practices and disposal of oil and other hazardous materials safely and properly. Um, in addition, we also do have our public pump out dock open 24 seven to not only our clients, but local boaters in the area that are visiting or uh, frequent the area regularly um, along our south adjacent or adjacent to our south seawall. And then we do supply oil booms and pads for any type of spill response and also our oil spill response equipment trailer uh, for any larger spills with curtain booms um, in the San Mateo area. Um, and then for clients who are you know, working on their boats as a DIYer, uh, we do provide uh, oil pads for those to put in their bilge around their bilge pumps in case there's any type of leakage or spill inside the boat while they're doing their project to help prevent it being discharged uh, into the water. Thank you, all three of you, for really just sharing more about what your marina offers in terms of environmental and um, you know safety practices. Um, I want to just close out with some more just general questions for the folks listening. Um, for each of you, I would love to know what your perfect tenant looks like and what is something that you wish more boaters knew? And I'm going to go to Eric first with that question. Uh, we work with everybody to uh, provide public access to the waterways here. We see the marina more as a, as a portal to the river. And, you know, our we see our job as really providing people with a way of getting on the water. Uh, so we have a, uh, you know, we rental fleet for those of those that those folks that don't have boats. And then we try to make it easy for people to get get on the water. We lend out life jackets, you know, if they bring their own boats. So we, we do our best to, you know, work with everybody to making sure that they have access to, you know, the river as a recreational source. Wonderful. Thanks, Eric. And now moving to Andrew and then Alicia. Well, I'm going to go kind of with Eric. I don't exactly have a perfect boater, um, but I think what we like to see is an active boater, uh, somebody who utilizes their boat for what it was designed for in the, in the bay here and even in the Delta area, um, because an active boater generally keeps their vessel clean, um, in proper working condition, uh, insured, and you know, also the active boater typically, I'm hoping, will follow policies and guidelines that are in place by the marina, uh, the U.S. Coast Guard. And then also the last but not least is the uh, ability to make sure their payments are uh, made to the marina on time. That's always a good help. Um, but something that I wish that other boaters knew uh, more about is that the harbor office is not a bad place to be. Um, you know, coming to us for information on proper disposal of oil, fuel, electronics, zincs, batteries, et cetera. 
Uh, we have a lot of that information available in our offices, and I'm sure it's not just you know here, but most harbors have that information available um, so that the boaters can safely and properly dispose of these items versus them being disposed into nature uh, illegally and, and wrongfully. Um, but yeah, coming to the harbor office is a great resource that most boaters can tap into for a lot of things they may not be aware of. So there's not really a perfect tenant. I'm not a perfect tenant. Um, you know, sometimes my rent is late or my boat is dirty or I forgot to send my insurance. Um, you know, we all need gentle reminders for that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, everybody makes mistakes sometimes. And I believe everybody deserves a chance to correct whatever behavior thing needs to be addressed. Um, most importantly, I just want our boaters to make safe and respectful choices when they're here at the property. And I, leading into that, I guess my gentle plea is just remember that your dock masters and their staff are trying to juggle so many stressful situations to just be kind um, and understand that we're running the marina based on what the owners want and we're expected to enforce rules. And we truly deeply care about the community. I, I've never met a dock master that doesn't care. I think our biggest fault is we care too much. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, that can get lost or forgotten when boaters come and, and um, talk to us or when we need to address something with them. And sometimes they don't like our answers. It's hard not to take things personally on both sides. Um, but I, I think it's important for us to take a step back and realize how lucky we are to have this access to the water and the ability to enjoy it. And, uh, and I'm just grateful for that. And I think, uh, I think a, lot of, a lot of our boaters do realize how lucky we all are and how hard we all work to make this a nice place for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, totally. Thank you so much, all three, for your answers. And yeah, I totally agree, Alicia, what you're saying. Um, with harbor masters or marina managers, you know, having a lot of different hats to wear, a lot of times being the folks to be, you know, kind of like that hall monitor, you know, reminding people of rules just to make sure that they're keeping the waters, you know, safe and clean for really everyone for uh, everyone to enjoy. Um, and that leads, you know, straight into my last question, which is just, are there any recommendations you want to offer to boaters and marina managers that are listening that keep our waters clean and our boaters safe? And along with that, um, do each of you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with us and our listeners? Um, I, I think a lot of boaters don't realize that, you know, there's uh, a lot of regulations about the water you know, these days and that uh, boating as much as, you know, it's a fun activity can be, um, older boat could be a big liability, um, particularly in the case where, you know, the, the boat sinks or if, you know, there's oil discharge, you know, into the river, uh, you know, or into the waterways that that's really a major uh, environmental cleanup. Um, so, um, I, I think a lot of boaters aren't, you know, they, they see the fun aspect of, of boating, but they don't necessarily see that. They don't want to think about the, the hard work that it takes to maybe clean up after a boat or, you know, after the boating activities and things like that. So, you know, it's, I think it's part of our job to educate people and try to make the cleanup easy, but it's not always 
something that the boaters want to think about or want to deal with. So unfortunately, that's really kind of, that's kind of why we're paid to do our jobs, I guess. So, you know, and that's why the regulators try, try to keep us on our toes as well. So. I think the biggest recommendation is to, uh, and something maybe not everyone does on a regular basis, but I even struggle with trying to do this, uh, but check your bilges uh, regularly uh, as a boater. Um, because a lot of times taking a look down there can be a good uh, source of knowing what's going on um, with your boat via either a through hole, a leak, um, oil, you know, getting into the bilge uh, before it gets discharged in the water and causes a much bigger headache for not only yourself, your insurance company, but the harbor master and the, the dock hands as well, because uh, nobody wants to see dirty water. Everybody wants to have clean water so they can go out and enjoy it. Um, but yeah, generally the biggest you know thing is trying to understand the, the clients from a Harbor master's perspective and, um, knowing that everyone has a different story, a different background, a different view and, uh, listening with an open ear to work together, but not to judge or to, uh, shut down somebody else's views because they may be different from your own. Um, I think Andrew said, said it best, you know, use your Marina office as a resource. We may not have all the answers, but we can help you find them. That's, that's really, I, I really love sharing my passion for the water and for boating and all boaters do. I think we have that all in common. I, I say we have a little salt in our brain um, for doing this hobby because it does take so much work and, and uh, love and attention to keep your boat safe and running and <laughs> to enjoy those little special magical moments where you see this humpback breach right in front of your boat. It's incredible, but there is a lot of work that goes into it. And so knowing what to do ahead of time is so important. Um, just reach out to us, talk to us. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for our first episode of Dockside. I'm your host, Diana Fu, and my guests today were Alicia Coons of Essex Marina City Club in Marina del Rey, California, Andrew Rayberg of Brisbane Marina in Brisbane, California, and Eric Chu of Delta Bay Marina in Isleton, California. We hope you'll join us for our next episode on the effects of oil spills on the environment and what you can do to prevent and report them. For more information on clean and safe boating, visit BoatCalifornia.com. That's BoatCalifornia.com. This podcast was brought to you by California State Parks, the California Coastal Commission, and the San Francisco Estuary Partnership. It is partially funded by the Division of Boating and Waterways Clean Vessel Act Education Program and the Federal Clean Vessel Grant Act Program.